Welcome to room 4216. I'm so glad you've come. Reading the Bible can be difficult. Not to mention understanding it. Mm -hmm. Having a disability such as blindness or another can be difficult too. Sometimes it feels like God's not even there. But in room 4216... God shows us his path and we find... We are not alone. Well, thanks again for inviting me, Pastor Dave. Oh, you're welcome. Glad to. Glad to. You'll be a great help. (laughs) I'm glad. But what exactly are we doing? Well, I was asked to, to come to this nursing center just around the corner, two blocks away, and just lead a service. So we're going to go uh, do the service there. Oh, all right. Just don't know where Tom is. In fact, let me get out my phone. Let me call him and see where he might be. Okay. Hi, Tom. Okay, all right. Thanks. Uh huh. Bye. Hmm. He forgot. Oh he, dear. Well, he's on his way. He said he, he feels really bad. Um, he's on, but he said he's on. He's on his way. It's going to take him a good twenty minutes. Mm. 20 minutes? Mm-hmm. That's about how far he lives from here. That's quite a while. People will be waiting for us. Yeah. I'm just glad he's coming to get us. I mean, we'd never ride if it wasn't for Tom. That's true. And I know the people will wait. Um, but they'll wait. <laughs> Not much else I can do. No, but you're taking it pretty calmly. Well, what else can I do? I mean, if I, if I get mad, I mean, the first reaction would be... To be mad at Tom for forgetting? And why am I in this anyway? And, oh, and, and just to be all frustrated and say things. But, but what would that do? That would just get me more frustrated. And Well, it kind of reminds me of uh, James, our, our book that we're going to get back to when we get back after this to be recording. In chapter 1, it talked about um, be uh, uh, quick to listen, slow to speak. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're going to find, I mean, I did a little look ahead in, in James here. Uh, he t- said those words. I think he knew what he was going to be saying in chapter 3. Well, I didn't know it's chapter 3, but well, that's how we have it. But he says, um, the tongue is so hard to tame. I mean, there were days when I was growing up, I, I would let people have my mind. And, I, you know, there's still times I do. But I try hard not to, because I usually end up regretting the words I say. And if I can be in control of my... And that's what it... Really, I have to control my thoughts. Be calm, Dave. Be calm. It's okay. He's coming. It'll be all right. And the next thing I think about is, how must he feel? I mean, Mm -hmm. I can hear it in his voice. Oh, I forgot. He feels terrible. But he's coming. He's coming. You're making me squirm and you're making me think. Well... I'm 57, um, or am I 58? No, I'm going to be 58. I'm 57. I wasn't this way when I was 27, I'll tell you, or 37. It's taken time and prayer and effort, and it doesn't happen overnight.
Ah, oh, poor Tom. Yeah. If he apologized once, he apologized eight times. But wasn't he a great volunteer helping us with that little worship service? It it all went well. and mm, Yes, it did. He'll get better, and, and he'll feel better about it in a day or two. Sure. Let's begin reading at verse 3 of chapter 3. When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. Or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole person, sets the whole course of his life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. We have three pictures that you read about here, Cecilia. Yeah, I begin to see those. You convinced me to that James would be a good book to do because of the vivid pictures. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been horseback riding? Yes, I have. It's, it's fun, isn't it. it? Yes. Yeah. And literally, you can turn a horse with those um, reins, and the reins are connected up to the bit that's in his mouth. And you don't have to pull the reins very hard either not at all not at all they they're very sensitive the mouths of horses are very sensitive also with horses it's an interesting thing not this is a little sidetrack of the bit but horses are easily steered even by putting a blinder on uh their eyes left or right eye um and they literally don't like to go certain places because they get skittish Mm -hmm. and so they'll uh the the rider will drop a blinder on the left eye and he'll immediately start veering Veering to the the right right. yeah 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 that's a huge beast a huge animal and yet with just a little thing he's moved It's really the same example given about uh, the the rudder and a boat. When you look at the size of a boat and how small the rudder is, and that little thing, it sticks down below the boat and the back. If it turns, it literally turns the boat as it's moving. So is the tongue. Yes, and uh, just a few days ago, Mary... One of our listeners was mentioning mm-hmm. that there was a fire near her. Mm. And uh, every year, it seems, in Oregon and California and yeah. other places, yeah. they get these huge forest fires. And those fires are started so often by just one spark, one tiny spark, maybe caused by someone dropping a cigarette. And the writer here is trying to say, so is the tongue that drops one word that can put everything on fire, all of life. Because a fire is so destructive, 
so can be our words. I think the most difficult part of this passage is still coming. Would you read verses 7 through 9? Sure. This is of chapter 3. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and creatures of the sea are being tamed and have been tamed by man. But no man can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. I don't know about you, but there's a couple thoughts that come to my mind there. First would be a rattlesnake. Oh, yeah. Coiled, ready to strike. I mean, everyone can be scared of a cobra, but who runs into a cobra every day, you know? Mm -hmm. They're over in India, but now rattlesnakes... In fact, when I was being um, uh, done my final uh, interviews at the seminary, they said, is there any place you do or do not want to go? I said, yes, I don't want to go to the Deep South. And the, and the professor put down his pen and said, oh, why? And I said, well, I've heard so many stories of rattlesnakes sunning themselves on the back porch. I just step mm. out and step on him and I'm gone. He chuckled a little. He picked up his pen and wrote it down. The tongue can do as much or more damage. It can kill just like a rattlesnake. The other difficulty with this section is the taming of the tongue. Stopping the tongue from saying what just wants to flow out before you even can stop it. <laughs> well, you don't have a problem with that, obviously. I mean, oh. look at how you were earlier well, with uh, Tom and, and how patient you were. I wasn't always that way. Mm -mm. Oh, really? No, no. Well, what, what, do you say, oh, drat, when you hit your finger with a hammer or something? No, I, <laughs> when I hit my finger oh, with dear. a hammer, it's, mm, ouch, that hurts. Mm. Oh, like that's, like that's a big problem, saying, ouch, that hurts. Uh, it's what I do now. Mm -hmm. It came about a long time ago. Forgive me, listeners, if I offend your ears, but <gasps> I don't mean to. Uh-oh. I was uh, actually, I was a parish pastor, and I was helping this single gal uh, with two young kids. Her husband left her, and, the, and she was having problems with her car. And I said, I'll come over and help you, because I do some mechanics, and I was working on the car. Well, the guy who taught me car mechanics mm -hmm. is a farmer. Okay. And farmers, whenever they want their... Well, let's just say they tend to swear a lot. Okay. And so as the wrench slipped, I said, oh, sh**. And the, 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 the gal said, Pastor, <laughs> you said what? And I looked at her and I said, um, excuse me? I'm sorry? And it, it was from that point on I realized, you know, just to stay stuff whenever you want just ain't going to work anymore. <laughs> And I realize it not only ruined my, well, not image, but my uh, witness as a pastor, but what if I was witnessing to someone who's not a Christian? Mm. It could affect that type of witness as well. As much as I'd like to say 
I never say anything bad. Mm-hmm. I do sometimes. I work hard at it. But that's the problem. This verse is very, very true. We cannot tame the tongue. And really, more than taming the tongue, it's taming the heart. Because the heart of the matter is, we have a sinful nature, which always is rearing up its ugly head. Like the rattlesnake. And inserting itself and shooting off its venom. That's that old nature. You know what finally helped me? What's that? Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. Can you quote it? I have been crucified with Christ, therefore I no longer live, but it is Jesus Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live... I live by faith. That's right. That helped me a lot, that I would... I'm crucified. I have to die to my old nature. I have to die, die, die. Live, Jesus, live. In this next section, verses 9 through 12 of chapter 3, James is still speaking about the tongue, but he has a different nuance, a different take, a a different angle. With the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse men who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth comes praise and cursing. My brothers, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers, can a fig tree bear olives? Or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. On a real cold day, I mean, sorry, on a real hot day, there's nothing better than a cold drink oh. from a fresh spring. I can't say it. Bubbling <laughs> spring. No, and if you uh. don't have that, you've always got your water bottle, of course. Yeah. And, and I've never been to a, a salt water <sighs> spring, but I hear they're wonderful just to sit and to soak in, especially if it's a hot salt spring. Hmm. Well, the ocean's always fun. I love mm. going to the ocean, and that's salt water. And so both of these are fine and suitable for what they want. What were some of the fruits there? Was figs and grapes and... Olives. Uh, olives. You can have the olives. Oh, I love olives. I don't. All of these things are fine. James' point is be singular. Be one. You can't do multiple things. It just isn't fitting for the one. Well, okay. Uh, we've talked about taming the tongue and mm-hmm. uh, the bad language thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we've talked about how poisonous the tongue can be, but there are lots of other ways that the tongue can be poisonous. I mean, there's gossip and rumors and and 
there's giving out misinformation. What about all that? Well, I think it is kind of obvious. I don't want to beat, as the excusing the pun, the dead horse in the <laughs> ground, well, even the though the you led him there mouth, by know? the bit. Um, but okay. how about the opposite of all of those things? Because James, mm-hmm, again, James said that out of the same mouth shouldn't come the bad and the good. What are some of the good things that should come out of our mouths? Oh, I begin to see what you mean. You mean like not just using not just not using our tongues right. to uh, to condemn others, but deliberately making sure that we use them to praise others. Yes, yes, and this takes energy, believe it or not. Yes, it does. It, it doesn't come natural because, again, our sinful nature, our nature is to be disparaging, discouraging, nasty, for the most part. I mean, mm-hmm. there's some people who have a bubbly nature and they always kind of, but even they at times need to find the, the resources elsewhere. And that's why the Holy Spirit dwells within us so that we can draw upon that strength to start looking for and saying, wow, that's really a neat thing that you just did. For instance, I hadn't thought of this uh, opposite side of this, Pastor Dave. You, mm-hmm. You're really astute with your, your learning and such. And that sermon today that you did, I liked that. You caught me. The, the first thing I was thinking, yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh. Yeah, see, so you, you, and, it, and it, 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 it sounds like, at first, is it canned and obvious? Well, when we first tried, it might be. But the more you do it, the easier it becomes because it becomes our new nature. Mm-hmm. And, and I found nature. that that is true. I try, I've, I've learned to try and give compliments more. And mm-hmm. I find that I am just as blessed by giving the compliment. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. hopefully the person receiving that compliment receives an equal blessing of, of and and has something positive in their day and, and realizes that I do value them. And it's especially helpful when you're having one of those bad, horrible, no good, miserable, rotten, ugly yes. days when nothing seems to go right. And oops, I've forgotten. That's why I got the phone call. I better race there. Poor Tom. <laughs> he, he's already feeling bad. Giving positive affirmation helps erase it. And then you, I'm sorry. If you give the other... You're just adding to the fuel of adding fuel to that fire of of negativity. Yeah, but then not only did you praise him, but you praised him in public, and then here you are. You came back, and on the podcast, you're praising him again because of the help that he was today. By the way, everybody, we did get Tom's uh, okay to use that little scenario. Yes. It did happen. It really, it really did. did. And, and Tom was cool. And because it's like, wow, if someone else can learn from my struggles, sure. And that, again, is still another positive. And I thanked him for that. I think it's important here, too, to remember that it's not just others that you can tear apart with your tongue. It's yourself. How many times have I said, oh, Cecilia, you are such an idiot. Why did you do it that way? Mm-hmm. And... uh I had a friend of mine, she's done it several times, mm-hmm. and uh, she'll say to me, please don't talk about my friend that way. <laughs> my, friend is, my friend Cecilia is not an idiot. She's, and, and then she'll start 
mm-hmm. mentioning some positives. And so mm-hmm. it's important to use the tongue to compliment and not curse, not just others, but yourself. And sometimes giving ourselves compliments, we think, oh, we shouldn't do that. It's it's not right. But it it is to say, good job, Cecilia, or good job, Dave. And what helps well. me when I do that then, I immediately turn around and say, thank you, Lord. Yes. Because I know it comes from Him. And when we thank Him, then it's putting the, it's acknowledging the gift He gave to us that did a good job and acknowledging Him that He is the giver of all good gifts. Thank you, Lord. I don't know if it was apparent to many, but we didn't start chapter 3 at the beginning. We started at verse 3, and there there are really two reasons for that. One, verse 3 and following with words fits so well with a situation we had while we were waiting (laughs) for our our ride. But then there's a second reason. But before we get to that, let's read verses 1 and 2. Not many of you should presume to be teachers, my brothers, because you know that we who are teachers will be judged more strictly. We all stumble in many ways. If anyone is never at fault in what he says, he is a perfect man, able to keep his whole body in check. Here the writer, James, uh, uses this that last phrase, whole body in check. He uses that to spring forward to the tongue and how you can't control the tongue, let alone the whole body. <laughs> and really, it points to only one person, and that is Jesus. Um, but we, the second reason we didn't go that route of verse 1 right away is because it talks about a teacher. And I, didn't, I personally didn't want to get bogged down in teacher. I wanted these verses to stand, verses 3 through 12, about speaking on their own. Because these words are good for all of us as Christians. Now, if one is a teacher, now you can throw it in that context. Because a teacher is somebody who leads several people in a particular way. And if his or her words are careless, not thought out very well, like a fire burning down a forest, Mm. they'll take those people with them. But I didn't want to get bogged down on the teacher. I wanted to look at this first for us as a Christian. From the inbox. We love hearing from you, the listeners, and the inbox is what provides much of that feedback. And if you have ideas, thoughts, comments, questions, please write us. You can write to us at info, I-N-F-O, at not-alone.net. One of our listeners commented about Lesson 28, uh, which was about being a friend, and how we had many things that weren't a friend, what was the point of that, was the question. Mm -hmm. And in there, there was a a king, peasant, Mm -hmm. master, 
slave, father, daughter, father, daughter. All of these are actually references many people have as Christians and in their relationship with God. He is our king. Well, if he's our king, then what are we? If he is our master, then what are we? If he is our father, what are we? And the point was, and I guess I didn't say it, and uh, but it really is true. Jesus says, you are my friend. He changed the relationship. At one time it was a king. One time it was a master. One time it was a father. Now he's our friend. Yes, because we have a reversal of roles. Jesus became the enemy of God, the pile of filthy rags, the lying, cheating, murdering, no good thief. Did all that on the cross. That's why the cross is so important for Christians. We were that. Jesus took it. So now we have his life and life in him. And because of him, we... we are not alone. Do come back again to room 4216. Our sincere thanks go to Terry Nord and Robert Vaughn for their interlude music.